Hello, this is Pixel Prep. Let's do this now. Bam. Yeah. Okay, then. Why not? Yeah. Uh, so this is episode 19. My name's Craig. I'm joined by Sling. Say hi, Sling. Hi, Sling. Great. Um, That's banter. So, hi, once again. This is a three-weekly podcast. You come to join us. Uh, three twats in a kitchen. However, we're joined by one less twat than normal. That, where is that twat? That twat. Well, I'm really glad you asked. Oh, please. Um, What's he up to? He's actually off. It's a wonderful thing that he's doing at the moment. He's off writing his memoirs, which is incredible because he's only fucking 30. But he's off writing his memoirs. And they're actually going to be up on the Amazon uh, store quite shortly. You have a search for them. I'm fairly certain they're called, what did he say to me? Tanks for the Memories. Oh, so So, um, yeah. yeah, that was... I, I, you know, keep an eye out for it. Um, you may actually get some money just for clicking on it. You might. <laughs> we pay you to buy it, not the other way around. Yes. <laughs> no, Alex isn't here tonight. Um, he's doing an undercover that's, that's, sting he's, operation he's as a female prostitute call himself Su Ling. Su Ling. So that's where he is right now in the middle of doing his memoirs. So it's just me yeah. and the broad dog tonight. It is. So we're just going to jump straight into it. So we're going to go straight for the catch-up. So Sling, you lead the way. Tell me more a little bit. Tell me more a little bit. Tell more. I'll tell you, I'll tell you a what lot. What is words? Tell you what, we'll say more and the then little. Is, what have you been up to? Dark Souls 3. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. The, uh, the brick wall that you've been headbutting. Fuck yeah. How's the wall? The wall is still there. My skull, on the other hand, is not. Nice. Because when you play a Dark Souls game, you pretty much see what gives up first. Your skull or the brick wall. Always your skull kind of gives up. Unless, of course, you're some sort of mutant who can play the game with fucking bananas and a dance dance map. I'm not even joking. You go on YouTube, you'll there's see... There's a guy that's done that, isn't there? There's a guy who's done it by playing... There's a girl, actually, who's done it by using the Dance Dance Revolution map, yeah. you know, the arrows and all that sort of stuff. There's a guy who's done the original Dark Souls with a Guitar Hero controller. And there is someone who actually has completed Dark Souls 3 with bananas. Yeah, ask me how that's done. Right, how's, how's that done? Basically, it's got like little electrodes that go into each one of the bananas, so you have to press a different banana to get a different direction. That's right. Yeah. Right. Barmy. That is barmy. Yeah. What the fuck, man? Yeah. Like, how fucking geared up for Dark Souls do you have to be that you want to play it via bananas? Oh, fuck, tell me about it. I am like the turbo scrub on Dark Souls at the moment, so you've got all these like different honor ways of playing it where you can you know, give yourself challenges like not to heal up or... You know, do the honor route and, you know, do swords or try different builds. Nah, I fucking firebombed the shit out of this guy the other day. Basically, there's like this swordsman who gives you like an overpowered weapon to start off with. And he's fucking nightmare to beat. Unless, of course, you buy 40 firebombs like I did and pelt them from a distance. You, I like that. You and I'm I, the I watched a uh, YouTube video. I can't remember. I want to give it credit. I think it was College Humor. Um... They did a live-action version of a, a role-playing game. So there's a family sat at home in this fucking little tavern. They're, they're sat and they're about to have a meal. And this guy just walks in and starts fucking opening all the drawers up and fucking taking all their <laughs> shit. And this guy's like, what are you doing? And he just doesn't talk. Like, it's a brilliant. It's that classic silent protagonist who just fucks around and steals shit. It's like when you play Final Fantasy for the first time, you realise that your character is just a massive kleptomaniac. Yeah. It's like, I'm going to go in someone's house now. I don't know this person. I'm just going to nick their shit. I tell you, 
It's like, like find 50 gil from someone's bedroom drawer. Yeah, do you're you know what? a thief. That actually, it made me feel bad because I remember it specifically. Final Fantasy Nine, my first ever Final mm. Fantasy, playing as Vivi, running around Alexandria when I first got control of him. And what did I do? I'm going to go into this house. I'm going to see what this exclamation mark does. I stole grandma's savings at nine gil. <laughs> yeah, well, grandma's not going to do anything with it. No, admittedly, she yeah. was just ones and zeros that was going to fucking potter around the house well, until she, the next scene. She's probably going to die during the big battle anyway. Exactly, yeah. so... Yeah, fuck, I, I got over it. Fuck, fuck granny. Yeah, fuck her heart. What else not, are you up to? literally. Just, you know, metaphorically. Stop talking about fucking grandmas. What have you been up to? Well, I've been up, besides I'm playing Dark Souls 3, so I was going to say 2 Dark Souls 3, I've been playing Dragon Ball Fighters. Oh, yeah. Because new characters dropped the other day, so I've been having a razz with Goku and Vegeta, and yeah, they have a lot of fun to play. Who, I honestly, because I, I know nothing about I know. Dragon Ball, man. Now, basically, well, the internet's gone a little bit uh, crazy about it, because you've got three versions of Goku and three versions of Vegeta. But oh. these do play differently, but hardcore fans are slightly weird, so they're like, I don't want a DLC base Vegeta, I want Super Saiyan Blue Evolved Vegeta, which looks the fucking same as another Vegeta. Right. These, these, these characters, they do look slightly different, I'll give them that. Yeah. And the moveset is different as well. For example, with Goku, if you watch Dragon Ball Z, you'll know what I'm talking about. He can do the Kaioken, which beefs your character up and does an insane little combo, which is a fucking fun as anything and brilliant to see. Yeah. They do pull inspiration from the comics and the show, which is always fun to see, because I always think the hardest thing about that game, and I'll give Arc Software major credit for this, is in Dragon Ball, every character and their mum can throw out fireballs or key blasts. So it's kind of a case of how do you make each one different when every character is pretty much Ryu from Street Fighter? Yeah. And God bless them, they've done it. Each character does play slightly differently, has different movesets, and keeps quite faithful to their source material. So, yeah, quids in for Art Software for doing that. Cool. But like I say, if you get a chance, download the two characters. I mean, I've got the season pass, so I get them anyway. Yeah. But fucking fun. Especially... Because you brought it over um, a couple of weeks ago. Yeah, you? You, had fun, you had fun with that, didn't you? It was all right, admittedly, getting my ass kicked. Like, I'm, I'm not a big fighter guy because Ooh. I can't do all the combos I, I turn into a fucking simpleton that just mashes the power oh, yeah. in his hand why would it work for me <laughs> X works X works yeah so but I'm not very good with fighting games but like I do I love watching what you showed me the other day those mm. guys that are getting like 109 112 oh, fuck, more yeah. fucking string combos together I'm just like fuck man like, how the fuck I can barely get fucking two punches it's yeah. literally left and right and yet somehow this fucking this guy this this girl, this fucking individual. Robot. Robots. <laughs> Pardon me. Fucking, yeah. The number of fucking buttons they must be smashing out. It's probably a fucking robot. It's incredible. Because I was uh, watching Evo 2018, because I play the old fighting game. Yeah. I do have massive respect for, you know, fighting game games. Uh, fighting game players, should I say. Sorry. Yeah. And Evo's this big fighting game competition, which we'll talk about a little bit later. And yeah, when you kind of like see the combos they throw off online, you're thinking, Pfft, I can do that. And then you go like to play the game like, I really can't do that. Yeah. What the fuck? I mean, when we were playing the first Street Fighter 2, the first edition of that game, we oh got asses shoved up so hard. We got to stage two, in case you're wondering, probably not, but we got to stage two and Dalsin beat the shit out we of us. We got the shit kicked out of us by oh. an anorexic yoga master. That's pretty much what happened. We yeah. got our shit shoved up so hard it became our spleen. 
that's how bad we were at that. That is a nasty way to look at it. But yeah, basically that's right. What else have you been up to though? Pretty much that really game-wise. What have you been up to game-wise okay. yourself? Well, I, I got a, I mean, I got a fucking list. So what I'm going to do, I'm going to quickly run through them. Blast and I'm only going to talk about a couple. Mm. Right? So, um, Samantha bought me a fuck ton of Vita games. So I'm going to run through them now. What do you do right? Because these are my first physical fucking games for the Vita. And I'm so proud. <laughs> right? They exist. Are you ready? Ratchet and Clank, the original trilogy. So that's one, two, and three on Vita. Playing one at the moment. Camera's fucking me off. Keep falling off fucking edges. <laughs> I'll get to it, but whatever. Um, Lego Batman 2. Nowhere near as good as it was on actual fucking consoles as it was on the PS3. I'm not going to hold that against it because PS3 had this nice big open world. This, True. not so much. Um, I went and got Metal Gear Solid 2 and 3 HD collection on the Vita I know that lots of people don't like to and I yeah. get why and obviously we've Fucking already spoken about balls yeah <laughs> I, I get it like looking back I'm like it is not the most interesting I'm not saying it's the least interesting because 4 never hooked me no 4 was four's probably I say 2 is the worst 4 is the second worst 4 yeah. only creeps past 2 because of the gameplay fair enough that's the only reason I, why 4 is a little bit higher than 2 for me I really got in on it because I loved 3 don't get me wrong, I, my big issue with 2 is the fact that Kojima... It's kind of like when you notice that Kojima needs a fucking editor. Yeah. Because when you play... Because 1's always been one of my top games when it comes to story. It was tight. The great thing I liked about it was the fact that you could ring up different people on your codex. Yeah. And it wasn't forced upon you. So, for example, when you go against Vulcan Raven... That's yeah. That's the codex. It's fucking yeah. awesome. In a tank, you could actually ring up different people on your codex and they give you... Pretty much fluff tax. Yeah. I mean, it wasn't essential to the plot, but it added something to it. And that was brilliant. With two, yeah, kiss goodbye to all those codex extras that you had, but say hello to a fuckload of an info dump. Yeah. Every time you went to a different room, Raiden, you can now skip past an enemy by pressing X. Yeah, I know. I've played the fucking yeah. game. And yeah, the story was there, but like I say, just needed like a fucking editor to come in and say, Kojima... You see, like, half this shit you wrote, say goodbye, fuck off. Yeah. You know, it's... And that's why I'm kind of hoping with Death Stranding that with uh, Guillermo Ger- Toro, who knows how to do movies, he kind of reigns yeah, Kojima back I a bit. So. That's what I'm hoping. But anyway, yeah. You've got some to... great names with that project as well. Oh, like fuck yeah. Norman Reedus and Mads Mikkelsen. Yeah. Fucking great Who doesn't guys. love Mads Mikkelsen? Oh, man, I absolutely love him. He's Everything he's in is fucking brilliant. Oh, it's just incredible. Um, other yes, going back to uh, your Vita. I went and got uh, Wipeout 2048. Brilliant what, game, by Wipeout. There's, there's a game I want to talk about, because that is a game that was built for the Vita. Uh, Lego Batman felt like a shallow version of its big console brother. Basically a port. Yeah. Um, Ratchet and Clank, again, ported across. Mm. I get it, it's great, but it's also like, I can feel the limitations yeah. here. Um, again, I'm having some finicky control issues with Metal Gear Solid 2 because I want to play them in order because yeah. I want to because otherwise my brain will fucking kill me. But Wipeout feels like it was meant to be here and I fucking love it, man. It's a fast game as well. Yeah, and it I'm not a, a racing guy. No. But this is like, I like it. This is good. Well, you know what? I, I always say this when it comes to racing games is we need more like Mario Kart style games. Yes. The, I don't. I'm not interested in your ultra realistic Fonza. Is it Fonza or Forza? Forza. Forza. That's it. Or you know, Gran Turismo's and all that sort of stuff. I'm not into realism. 
I play games for fun. If I want to drive a car, I've got a car. I'm sorted for that. Yeah. You know, granted, I can't drive it like I would do in a video game, but I can still drive a car if it's a simulator. I want fun, zippy things. That's why I'm actually yeah. looking forward to um, Team Sonic Racing. Because yeah. it's the only kart game outside of Mario Kart. Mario Kart seems to be like the EA of karting games. Yeah. In the sense it dominates. We need competition. It needs to we need more fun. I get it. Mm. I, I'm one of these like unless I'm racing against mates, yeah. why do I like racing games? And yeah. for the most part I really don't. But there are only really two that have cracked this whole thing for me. Burnout. Yeah. Because that shit's fun. Yeah. I like crashing cars. Firing nitros like, and all that sort of stuff. Yeah, yeah. man. Like, I love crashing cars in video games. Given my fucking experiences, apparently I love crashing cars in real life. <laughs> you know, whatever. You only did that once. No. Ish. That's a conversation <laughs> yeah. outside the podcast. Um, but no, it's absolutely love it. The last uh, last purchase for the Vita was Little Big Planet. Oh, we love Little Big Planet here. I like it. And as much as I know that that originally came to PS3, yeah. I feel like because it's um, it's a 2D side-scroller kind of game that's built onto three planes of depth. So you've got back, middle, and front. Yeah. And I feel like that kind of build will actually fit nicely on the Vita. Yeah. I think it'll be all right. And I think when it comes to world and level building, the touch screen will come in nicely as well. So I'm not... Well, I'm not upset about it. I'm not worried about it. I think it's going to be fine. Well, I think the whole level building as well come handy if you're on the go. So if let's say you're on the train yeah. or the bus, you can kind of just sit down, make up a level or something like that. So, yeah, I will give Little Big Planet a thumbs up for the Vita. Cool. But I love I love Little Big Planet anyway. Yeah. That's one, of the, reasons I, that's one of the reasons I got a PS3. Yeah. I, I went and got, I got um, one, two, and then I went and got, I don't know why, I got three on the PS4 as part of PlayStation Plus. I've mm. never played it. I've I've played a bit of it. Yeah. Can't play that much. Uh, well, saying that, it wasn't developed by uh, Media Molecule. It was, was outs- it, it was outsourced to I believe Digital Sumo. Okay. Which also the people behind doing Team Sonic Racing. I know we linked this round, aren't we? Good. Yeah, check this out. Yeah, because uh, I think Digital Sumo are kind of like the they're kind of like a AAA developer when they send projects to, projects to them. So when they um, Developer like Sega needs something doing. They'll send it to something like Digital Sumo or Sumo Digital. I've forgotten oh, which yeah. way it's round, but so I'll have a look. It's a it's Karen. a UK based company. So yeah, they did Little Big Planet three. So I think mainly I don't know why they did that, but I think Media Magical probably wanted to focus more on Terraway or Dreams, which is a new big project they're doing at the moment. Which yeah. let's be honest, guys. Fucking hurry up with that. We need yeah. that shit. That looks amazing. Just to clarify, developer for Little Big Planet 3 was Sumo Digital. I was right. Ish. <laughs> I no, got, you, I you got there, yeah. yeah. It's fine. So, um, yeah, that and we went and picked up the Mega Drive collection for the PS3. That's the better version because the PS4 version sucks. Oh, does it? Yeah. All right. Apparently, because you can play it online, yeah. but the issues that they have is you can't choose the game you want to play online with or something like that. What? Yes, exactly. So, for example, if me and you want to play something like Streets of Rage, yeah, yeah, we couldn't choose to play Streets of Rage online. We get like a random game. I'm really glad you brought that one up, yeah. actually, because um, the whole reason we've gone and got this is because we're taking the PS3, the game, and potentially a TV as well, all off to the wedding in March. Because, um, obviously, you're a gamer, I'm a gamer, Alex is a gamer. This is kind of like our background, yeah. something that we enjoy and we share together. We'd have to listen to women talk about makeup. That's... I know, sex is common there, wow. I get it. Yeah, <laughs> just 
That was, that's what we call derogative humour there, people. Don't take yeah. that seriously. Please don't, because yeah. that's not us. Please. In fact, <laughs> you'll actually find that comes up later on in the show. Um, but yeah, like, I, re- I really can't wait, because I, I thought it'd be really nice, one, for us to have something there that we can just kind of pick up and play, mm-hmm. but also it'd be nice to kind of meet new people, because, mate, Samantha's got a fucking big-ass family. I have not met a lot of these people. There's like 40, 50 people on the guest list. How many on your side? Like 10 on mine. <laughs> so, like, mate. There's me and Alex, like two of them. Yeah. All right, Nick's the third. So, yeah, you got. This s- is it. And I've got my mum and my dad, <clears throat> and that's about it. So, like, five more to come, really. So. The one you asked me to bring 10 guests. <laughs> yeah, and you've got to bolt that out. I've got, got to bring my family. Um, but, yeah, I. I decided we wanted to bring that along and it would be a great way to meet people and all that shit. But also, I wanted it because like, Streets of Rage 2 was on there and I was just like, oh, oh yeah. I've not played that game in so long and I remembered like when I was a little kid, I used to go, you said this earlier, about mm. going over to your mate's house, house to play. Yeah. This is what I did. I went over to my friend Andrew's house and I sat down with him and we played Streets of Rage and he was always, what was the fucking kid's name? He was Skate. Skate. Yeah. Skate. Why was he called Skate? Because he had skates. Yeah. <laughs> that there, people, is the 90s for you in a nutshell. Fucking weak-ass character because he was fucking fast and he zipped around everywhere. He couldn't punch he for had, shit though, could he? Yeah, he had low power, low health, and he fucking died like no one's business. Then you had Max, who was like... He was, like a, he was the bear. He was a... He was the big he motherfucker. Was turbo wrestler version of Mike Haggard yeah. from Final Fight. And Mike Haggard was a wrestler. I love the final fight background. Mike Haggard was a wrestler, became the mayor of Metro City. Yeah, why not? Yeah, why not? Mate, how much fucking crazier is that than real life? We let fucking Arnold Schwarzenegger become governor of California. I know, but he never sumoplexed anyone. That's that's what what Mike Haggard did. His daughter got kidnapped. What did he do? Take his shirt off and fight crime. Alright, yeah. Yeah. That's what I want Donald Trump to do. (laughs) That would be fucking amazing. I would fucking love that. I want Donald Trump to get high, run out of the fucking White House, start fighting crime. Bitch slap a whole bunch of people. Yeah. That would be fun. I'd pay to see that. I mean, bearing in mind, it'd be the funniest two hours until he came across the wrong neighbourhood and just died. Well, then again, isn't it like... And then we all win. Isn't kind of a whole bunch of like lefty liberals that don't like him? So yeah. they kind of like eat vegan meals and a bunch of hipsters. So that'll be a fun fight to see. Yeah, I'd love to check that Hipster out. Hipster versus orange overweight aging man. <laughs> <laughs> How many vegans do you think you could take on at one time before becoming overwhelmed? I know. Oh, mate, I know how many I could take. <laughs> It'll be a lot. Yeah. Mainly because you know, they're vegans, so the energy ain't up that high. Right, yeah, yeah. yeah fair enough. Yeah. Um, Throw, right, a, throw so, a steak at him and watch him cry. That's the catcher. Mm. So now we're going to move into trivia time. Okay, Brods, drop that trivia bomb on me and show me in that knowledge shrapnel of yours. Absolutely, I'm going to do that. But just a quick reminder, guys, if you're wondering why it's just me and Slinger tonight, Alex has gone off to start his very own, very local biker gang uh, at the minute it's just him and two other guys there's um, Rooney who we're not entirely sure about and Dave um, between them they have formed the hooligans which is really fucking optimistic there's oh, yeah. not one of them's got a motorbike I know they're saving up in a moment I think one of them's got a scooter as yeah. in one of those kids scooters that you can like pedal around 
It is so. between them. It does make sense. One's got a push bike, one's got a Morris Minor, and one's got a unicycle. So yeah. between them, they have the right amount of wheels for a biker gang of their size. But tell you what, I admire enthusiasm. Yeah, no, I'm like, hey, for that. all the power to you. So um, fight the power, hooligans. Fight the power. But in the meantime, let's jump back into trivia time. So guys. Uh, as always, we like to drop just a little bit on you and just tell you a little bit about video games, sometimes about films as well. Um, so this week I wanted to talk to you about the NES classic Super Mario Bros. Now, everyone knows it sold really fucking well. It is currently the sixth best-selling game ever. Yet the clouds that were found in the sky, obviously, because that's where you find clouds, of the classic game were also found in the ground. They were quite often used. They were copied and then pasted down into the background of where you would run along and they would just have the colour palette swapped out for a green so that you would have bushes as you ran past them. It was just reusing the different types of resources that you had at the time because you had limited availability oh, on those cartridges. Fuck yeah, you had like micro amounts. You had nothing. I mean, I, I'm, mate, I'm not an authority on this. If you want to hear about someone talking... I can't get my fucking words out, guys. I'm sorry. Use your if mouth. you want to hear someone talking about retro games with a fucking passion and a knowledge that they deserve, go and listen to Jared Petty. You can find him over at Kind of Funny Games, but he also does his own kind of thing. Just search him. Seriously, that man is a fucking treasure trove. But I used to say, um, like, you could write the programming for cartridge games on a blank sheet of paper. Oh, fuck yeah. I mean, that's the whole point of, like, 8-bit games, 8-bit games, 16-bit games. Yeah. I mean... Retro style games these days, such as like Shovel Knight, that's still a fat amount of data there. Oh, I mean, yeah. I haven't, ever, haven't downloaded Shovel Knight, but you're probably talking what one gig, two gig, something like that. Probably back in the day, Sonic the Hedgehog, sixteen bit cartridge. I mean, and that was pushing the fucking thing. I downloaded. Um, well, I had to, fucking thing that pisses me off about PS4. I went and bought a disc game, Ooh. and then you I had to physical. install it. Yeah, that's always which fun. fucks me off. So to be honest with you, for the convenience, I'm just going to keep with digital downloads. But um, I went and got the uh, Final Fantasy game, Final Fantasy 15. Went and put that on, installed it, 75 gigs. Yeah, that thing's fucking huge. It's massive. You think normally if you download something that's one or two gig long, that's yeah. an intro. Yeah. It's fucking crazy. I mean, that's, a, that's the major problem I have with consoles now is before in the day, you used to buy a console because it was quick to set up. You installed your PC games. You didn't yeah. install your consoles. You flipped it open, put it in, bam. Now these days, it's the other way around. Mm -hmm. You spend fucking forever. I install a game. I fuck off. Yeah. I go, right, in it goes. I'm going to do something else while this is loading up. Yeah. You know, I usually... It's bad when I've got a plan when to play my game. Yeah. When I bought it. Um, not part of trivia time, but I remember... I can't remember. Oh, which one was it? I think it was The Witcher 3. Oh, that thing's huge. huge. Huge install size. Yeah. Um, and you knew when people were uploading, uh, sorry, installing Witcher 3 onto their systems because, I fucking love this, you ready? Pornhub <laughs> recorded at an all-time high drop-off of their traffic use because everyone stopped watching porn to go off and buy the Witcher 3. I think something similar happened with Overwatch as well. Yeah. I think during some of the Overwatch games... The traffic for uh, something Pornhub like dropped yeah. as well for like the Overwatch games. Although there's also a spike as well for Overwatch style porn. <laughs> yeah, there was actually there was a spike in uh, the porn usage after. So basically, everyone fucked off. They went and bought The Witcher Three. Yeah, 
And then they fucking came back with a vengeance for two hours <laughs> while that thing installed. Brilliant. <laughs> God, what I are you watching for two hours? I want to know what kind of servers Pornhub has. Those things are god tier. That's yeah, absolutely they, they are heavy <laughs> motherfuckers. Um, I can just imagine like big companies like Sony and Xbox and all that sort of stuff, Microsoft, looking at it and thinking, shit, we're about to hit the limit and Pornhub they're going, hold my beer. We can't, yeah. we've, we've got this. You know? <laughs> we got this. Um, so next up in our trivia time this week, I want to talk to you about Space Invaders. Oh, yeah. I remember that game. Space Invaders was originally developed so that all enemies would move at the same speed. However, as players destroyed the invaders, the computer had fewer objects to draw, meaning it would render objects on screen faster. Yeah, this basically meant that as you destroyed enemies, the remaining invaders would march to Earth a little bit faster. I like that. That's that's actually quite cool. It makes a lot of sense because obviously the less enemies there are, to speed up, the more pressure. So yeah. it's, that's actually fucking good game design when you think about it. I thought so That too. is really good game design. So there you go. Are you feeling educated? I feel like my big brain's just exploded. Excellent. It's well, a good job that my brain is so huge to hold all this fantastic information. Well, let's give you just a little bit more information. <gasps> you spoil me today, Craig. I'm going to drop you a happy birthday in Spoil me. Because today, today's the 14th of August. What's that mean? And over in America, they're ah. celebrating the 29th birthday of the Sega Genesis, or as we know it here, the Mega Drive. The correct name for it. The correct name for it. Okay. So like I say, it's 29 over in America today. Now, we didn't get it over in the UK until 1990, September of 1990. No, we didn't. We had the Master System to contend with. We did. But what I really want to bring up, and I think this is really a a big thing that we ought to be shouting out, is when they hit these milestones. The Sega Mega Drive was released in 1988 over in Japan. Mm Mm-hmm. And is going to hit its 30th birthday in October of this year, October 29th. So if you guys want to make something for the fucking Mega Drive, if you want to go and put some fucking content up, there's your date to aim for. All right? Hashtag Mega Drive birthday. You had something about the yes, group, didn't you? Yes, I'm going to drop some trivia on you as well. Let's hear it, man. Basically, well, Sega wasn't actually a Japanese company to start off with. It was a Hawaiian company. All right. And they moved to Japan. When they moved to Japan... The original name was called Service Games. So yeah, that Sega, off the tongue. tell me about. So what they did was to shorten it. They took the first, you know, two letters of service, the first two letters of game, and put it together, and you got Sega. Where in some countries it's called Sega. Yeah. The reason why is because no one really knew how to pronounce it because back when the Master System came out, there was no voice bits. You know, every time you load up a Sega game, it shouts yeah. and goes Sega. <laughs> I do. <laughs> Back when the Master System came out, there was nothing like that. So the first time people knew how to say it was when the Mega Drive came out. There was, I can't remember what it was, but there was, um, it might have been like Sonic 3D, which blew my fucking mind by oh, the way when it yeah. came out. Yeah. But it might have been something like that. He ran across the screen and with that, some random lunatic that they'd employed to fucking do this went, Sega! Sega! And all I could think was, is that how you pronounce it? Yeah. Oh, do you, know what, do you know what the greatest thing about Sega was back in the 90s? Mate. Probably, probably the marketing scheme more than anything else. Because those adverts, adverts were fucking nuts. Yeah. That's the reason why Nintendo didn't do so well in the UK during the 90s, because their marketing campaign wasn't as great as Sega's. Yeah. Because you had, like, what, some sort of, like, bizarre 90s max... Uh, was it Max Headroom kind of thing, head floating around, shouting, to be this good takes ages, which obviously is backwards for Sega. Yeah. That was fucking mental back in the day, and remember that like anything. 
Well, Nintendo, I think, had Super Mario 3, and no one knew what the fuck that was when the advert came out. Just a fat Italian. Yeah. Bouncing. Yeah, fucking desperate to play as a fat Italian. Fuck yeah. Being, being a fucking <laughs> fat UK Brit. No. No, don't do that to yourself. I knock you down, not the other way around. That's how I get my shits and giggles. No, you're right. Yeah. Let's break away and do the news. Although, saying that, you'll never get the facial hair of Mario. Fuck off, nothing. <laughs> it's a hormone deficiency, damn you. <laughs> Let's break away and do the news. I can cry in the meantime. Spaff. Okay, guys, so let's talk about the news. Now, we've got a few bits that we're going to go over, but just before we jump into it, we want to remind you once again, Alex isn't with us. It's just me and Sling. And where is he? I think he's out delivering peace to the Middle East. I believe he's on a peace mission. Yeah. He's uh, out there in the mountains dealing with ISIS, because let's be honest, if there's one man that can deal with ISIS, it is fucking Alex Jacko. It is, honestly. That man, honestly. I... Cannot stress how much I love that guy. He's, he's absolutely wonderful. He's like a female version of Mother Teresa. He's that kind. Yeah. Oh, I, I love him. Yeah. He is, he's got such a big heart. I think he's actually got an, uh, a prosthetic heart. It's, um, he has two. It's, it's made of... What's it made of? It's metal. I think it's pretty, I'm fairly certain he's got a heart of iron. Oh. <laughs> Get the pun. <laughs> Moving Alex, on. <laughs> when you listen back to this and you think to yourself... Fuck, I hate these guys. This is what happens when you disappear. That's when you take a day off, motherfucker. Yeah, that's right. So let's jump into the news, guys. Um, So, PS4, Xbox One, and the Switch are all huge, amazing, and powerful consoles. However, June's top-selling console was none other than the Nintendo Entertainment System Classic. It was the first time an NES console has led the monthly unit sales since MPD tracking began back in 1995. A 16-bit console beat the shit out of the most powerful ones on the planet at the moment. Yeah. Now, don't get me wrong. Think about there that. are loads of reasons behind this. The fact that it's like $60. And also nostalgia blitz and a half. It's going to be a huge thing. It's yeah. a great packages in 30 games into a small emulator that reminds you of when you were a kid. For a lot of people in our generation... This was their first console. I, do you remember when the Super Nintendo came out? Uh, no. I do. So I remember seeing the graphics of that. It was fucking amazing, actually. Because yeah. you went from Super Mario Brothers, you know, the original, all that sort of stuff. They you know, mentioned yeah, you had, yeah, you had Mario Bros, yep. which you started off with. So you look at that, and then you look at Super Mario World. Yeah. The leaping graphics is huge. It is it's huge. absolutely the, massive. Yeah. It, it, absolutely brilliant. Um, don't get me wrong. That's not... Us making out by uh, the NES outselling the other consoles, saying that those other consoles are on the decline. That is definitely not the case. Year to date, PS4 is still the best selling console, recently passing the 80 million uh, units sold mark. Fucking luck. Yeah, so uh, exclusives like Spider Man and all that coming up, it's sure to keep on selling. Well, so I guess God of War. God of War helped a lot. Yeah, it will have done. Um, their first party games are going to be a huge thing. I don't. It's Insomniac's not a first-party game. They're third-party, aren't they? They're third-party. But they tied in for a deal for a, an exclusive win. Yeah, because they were actually Microsoft exclusive at one stage because they did Sunset Overdrive, mm. which was yes, an I Xbox exclusive, that. that. So I'm guessing that Sony decided to kind of like nab them back or something. It's kind of like um, Ninja Theory. Yeah. They were Sony exclusive. Now they're working for Microsoft, which scares the shit out of me. Yeah. Yeah, because Ninja, so- uh, Ninja Theory did some fucking good games. You ever play Heavenly Sword? No. 
Got... That was that was the big one that kicked off the PS3, yeah, wasn't it? That yeah, that was good. that was fucking amazing. That was had Andy Serkis as the villain. Oh, did it? Yeah, all motion capped. His, fucking... his voice was hilarious in that. If you ever get a chance uh, to Andy play Serkis. it, play it. If not, just go on YouTube, watch the cutscenes. Fucking brilliant game. He's me. Andy oh. Serkis is quality. I really cannot knock his fucking work. He's so fucking there's, great. There's only one problem that Andy Serkis has. Is every now and again, he gets a bit on the ego trip, which. You know, fair play to him. Mm-hmm. But you actually kind of like bad mouth the animators that do kind of like the the special effects over the characters he does. <coughs> so basically, he says like, I do all the work; they just can't do a paint job. And it's like Andy. <laughs> yeah, there's, there's a little bit more than a paint job. <laughs> I like you, mate, but you know, <laughs> you're brilliant as Claw. You're brilliant as uh, all the other characters you play, but yeah, no, not really. Seems like a hell of a thing to say. Yeah, but. I'm fairly certain, just going back to it, I'm fairly certain Sony are planning to have sold approximately, what was it, 96 million units? They're going to have shipped 96 million units. Fucking hell. By, is it the end of next quarter or is it the end of this year? I can't remember. I was hearing about it and I thought, fucking hell, you just cannot stop that company at the moment. I wouldn't be surprised at the end of the year. Yeah. I honestly wouldn't with, with holiday sales, I could see that happening. Yeah. yeah. Also, exclusive and all that sort of stuff. Saying that, Sony are pretty much shooting themselves in the foot when it comes to cross-play. Yeah. All right. Let's, let's, go, let's go into the Fortnite. Let's jump into this. So, uh, let me just pull it up here. It's, it's not Fortnite, it's uh, Bethesda. Well, also, they are doing it for Fortnite as well. You can't cross-play Fortnite on PS4. Yeah. No, no, no. Right. So... But we're talking about Bethesda, which are doing pretty we're, much the same we're thing. We're talking about Bethesda. So basically, Sony's stance on crossplay is we don't do it. No. Um, and that kicked off with Fortnite when uh, Xbox and Nintendo turned around and announced the world that they would be able to crossplay that game. So if you were on the Switch and your mates were on the Xbox One, you would be able to crossplay together so that your account would uh, kick off and you could play a match against your mates on a different platform. Sony turned around and went, fuck that noise. We don't want this. We yeah. don't want to play with other people. Now, in an incredibly interesting turn of events, Bethesda has turned around and said, well, we don't like that. Now, this comes from Business Insider. I'm going to read it out for you. Stick with me, all right? So, <laughs> the massive video game publisher, Bethesda Softworks, the company behind franchises like Fallout, The Elder Scrolls, and Doom, has just issued a massive ultimatum to Sony. The issue at hand is seemingly simple. Bethesda has a game coming to the Xbox One, the PS4, and the Nintendo Switch called Elder Scrolls Legends. Bethesda wants Legends players on all consoles to be able to play the game with each other and for their progress to carry over if they change platforms. The Elder Scrolls Legends is a competitive card game similar to Blizzard's Hearthstone that it's the same across all platforms. Visually and gameplay-wise, whether or not you're playing it on an iPhone or a PC, The game is turn-based, so it doesn't require precise reaction-based controls. So in many words, there's no technical reason why it couldn't work across competing platforms like the Xbox One and the PlayStation 4. Uh, The way the game works right now on Apple, Google, Steam and Bethesda.net, it doesn't matter whether you buy your stuff, sorry, where you buy your stuff, if you play it on another platform, that stuff is there, says Pete Hines, a Bethesda senior vice president. 
it doesn't matter what platform you play on, you play against everyone else who is playing at that moment. Now, Sony, however, won't allow publishers like Bethesda Softworks to enable this type of functionality in their games. This always feels a little bit bizarre. Usually this is kind of a shit that Nintendo would pull. Mm. The fact that Sony are pulling it and Nintendo aren't always feels a bit strange. reason why I say it feels like a Nintendo thing is Nintendo, when it comes to the internet, are pretty much just discovering that it exists. As cool as yeah. it sounds, the, while the games are great by Nintendo, the Switch is doing fantastic. It's you know it's probably the most successful console they've had since something like the NES and all that sort of yeah. stuff. It's you know they are, they've always been a bit backwards. It took them forever to get online. Yeah. And now that they're actually online, they're doing crossplay, and Sony's not. It doesn't feel like Sony's dropped the ball. It's just kind of a case of you're thinking, what is your end game at this? We can't Same. kind of see it. If it was an exclusive game. Yeah, I can understand, but well, let me let me give you a little bit mm. more on this. So Heinz turned round to uh, Game Informer and said, "It is our intention, in order for the games to come out, it is sorry, it is our intention, in order for the games to come out, it has been, it has to be those things on any system." That's not that's not a very good quote. I'm sorry. That's people. a terrible quote. That's a terrible quote. <laughs> Literally, I've read that letter for letter. What is it? What the fuck? We cannot have a game that works one way across everywhere else except for on this one thing. Now, he's not specifically calling out Sony. He's not specifically no. saying PlayStation. But who the fuck else is there? Yeah, exactly. Do you know what I mean? <clears throat> so That's like saying, I can't legally say this, but you're all thinking it. Yeah. Now, the reason I thought that this was interesting and the reason I, I shared this with you and I spoke to you about it earlier is not because, oh no... A turn-based card game isn't coming to PS4. People couldn't give a shit. No. It's the what fact it that you does, can't cross-play. That's the main thing. No, it's not no. even that. All right, the big thing is you yeah. have a developer the size of Bethesda. They do Fallout, they do Doom, they do all this shit. Yeah. yeah? And they've just turned around to Sony and gone, fuck you, buddy. Mm. And that sets a precedent. Hang on a second. If Bethesda can say that to Sony, what is stopping, I don't know, Every other publisher and developer out there for yeah. doing the exact same thing. Activision, for example. You know, I mean, don't get me... Yeah, Activision. Look at Insomniac Games. Right yeah. now, they've got a great deal. But what happens when Insomniac want to bring the Spider-Man game over to a different platform? Can they bring it over? I don't know the details behind their deal, but it might be that they want to do so. Well, Activision, kind of like in a... Pretty much like Bethesda, in a very strong position. I mean, Bethesda... I pretty much partnered with Blizzard, mm -hmm. and Blizzard's Overwatch prints money. Now, I always find um, Overwatch incredible because you know how like loot boxes get majorly slagged. Yeah, yeah, that started in Overwatch, and that game is beloved. Yeah, I mean it is creepily beloved. So, a company that kind of like prints money and it could go to Sony and say, "Look, we want uh, Hearthstone or Overwatch to be crossplay," and if, if uh, Sony say, "Well, no, we don't want that," they'd be like, "Well." Fuck you, son. We can pull out easily. Yeah. Because um, Activision also publish Call of Duty. Yeah. So, you know, no. if that's not cross-play or something like that, they could easily pull out and say, you know, fuck you. Those this games is, print cash. This is where I get kind of worried about it, is that, don't get me wrong, I'm a PlayStation fanboy, and I, brought, I always will be. Yeah. You know, that's where, my, that's where I live. I've been there since the start, and I will continue down that fucking road. But this, like... It's a strange move. If it starts damaging relationships with developers and you don't then see games coming as a result to this platform, that's only going to hurt the consumer. 
Maybe it's to spark a new console war. Because at the moment, yeah. everything is pretty much multi-platform. You saw the, you saw yeah. the E3 Xbox presentation where they yeah. had two types of demos. They had the exclusives and the premieres. Yeah. And we know what premiere meant. It meant it was for fucking all the consoles. Yeah. With, you know, kind of like stopping crossplay, the only way you'd be able to play something like God of War or Spider-Man or any games exclusive to PlayStation would be to get a new PlayStation. Kind of like back in the day, you want to play Sonic, you had to buy a Mega Drive. You want yeah. to play Mario, you had to get an N60... Uh, Super Nintendo, N64, whatever. Yeah. So I'm not saying this is a, a good thing. You know, although competition is always good, that's why I always slag off EA Sports because they primarily own the sports, the sports in the, in the video games. You can't get another football game except for Pez or something like that. Yeah. I mean, sure that hurts it more than anything else, but it does. I mean, that's I'm, getting off, I'm obviously getting off topic. You no, know. It, it's it's. I get exactly where yeah. you're coming from. It stagnates the market. Um, competition. What is it? If if the games are exclusive, if the games can be played on all consoles, what's the yeah. point of having all consoles? This is it. There's less of a drive for innovation. Mm. They can charge what the fuck they want yeah. because what else is your alternative? Yeah. And they kind of bottleneck you into sorry bottleneck you into having one particular franchise, and you can't ever move out. Yeah. But at the same time, I'd say it does hurt a consumer because yeah. you know you can't play. It's the consumer that pays. You can't play with your mates if you've got a PS4 and you know someone's got an Xbox. You can't play the game across like that. But yeah. it's, it seems a bit of a strange move. But we'll see what happens. Yeah, I'm I'm hoping it doesn't stick. I mean, don't get me wrong. I could give less of a fuck if if crossplay ever happened for Sony. Yeah. Because as an individual, I only play. Uh, single player campaign games I don't really play online I'm not a big multiplayer fan no. I don't give a fuck but I do want their business model to succeed yeah. because they keep giving me games like Spider-Man God of War mm. Red Dead Redemption all these single player focused campaign games that I enjoy Like, so if they can't bring those to me anymore I suffer yeah you have to go to an Xbox oh. yeah not playing that shit again. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. I've just gone and offended maybe two people. Who play on the Xbox. Yeah. Don't worry, you lost the Vita. So we, yeah, you, it's okay. You, I'm got beloved your, by all. Yeah, you've got your uh, audience there. So while we're on Bethesda bashing, yes. let's carry on. Because this is another uh, lovely little story that came to me by way of Polygon. And this one really made me fucking oh, scratch my head. This is a fun one. Bethesda yeah. blocks the sale of used games. Do you know what's even better about it? It's not actually a used game. It wasn't actually out of its... Com- it wasn't yeah, actually It opened. wasn't even unwrapped. Yeah. There was cellophane wrap with yeah. it. Like, I, I don't get it. I think it wasn't a story that the chap got the game and then he had to... He couldn't afford a PS4 or something like that or an Xbox. So he, he got the game in advance mm. thinking that it was going to get a console. He couldn't afford a console so he decided to sell the game and got it on Steam or something like that. So this is it from mm. direct from Polygon. So... Uh, Philadelphia-based Ryan Hart recently contacted Polygon to explain how he'd been forced by Bethesda to stop selling his copy of The Evil Within 2. He'd bought the game, but never unwrapped it. Yeah. He'd been expecting to purchase a PS4, but instead spent his money upgrading a gaming PC. Hupp said that he often sells used goods through the Amazon Marketplace, which works much in the same way as other online training sites such as eBay. Uh, Bethesda's legal firm... 
Um, I, I don't know, Voris. It's V-O-R-Y-S. I think so it's Voris, yeah. I'm going with Voris. Sent Hop a letter, which he forwarded to Polygon, warning that the game must be taken down and threatening legal action for non-compliance. In this letter, Voris made the argument that Hop's sale was not by an authorised reseller and was therefore unlawful. Bethesda, fucking rooted. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Bethesda also took issue with Hop's use of the word new in selling the unwrapped game, claiming that this was uh, false advertising. Well, nice. It is new. Ah, yeah. now, this is kind of how it comes about. Now, Hop complied with the demand, but argued that... Um, because it's it's such in the same way as books, video games, and DVDs, it is protected in U.S. law through the first sale doctrine. This allows consumers to sell a game so long as it is it is not significantly altered from its original form. Now, if it's still in its cellophane wrap, it's not going to be altered, right? No, not at all. You can't get into it, and there's proof of that right there because it's cellophane. Exactly. Mm. However... Bethesda's firm argued this, and this is what they said. It claims that Hop's sale is not protected by the first sale doctrine because he is not selling the game in its original form, which would include a warranty. Oh, fuck off, Bethesda. Yeah. The letter says this lack of warranty renders the game materially different from genuine products that are sold through official channels. In this theory, this argument could be used against anyone who sells a game without the specific permission of Bethesda. This sounds like a lot of legalese. You know what this reminds me of? What? We've both watched Silicon Valley. Right? Yeah. Can you pitch like Ron LaFlom doing this? Yeah, yeah I, go, go I can see. hear this. Go like, Richie, you can't resell this. Look, it's not down to me. Lawyers, right? You know? I... <laughs> but the thing is, wasn't the guy selling the game for 60 bucks? I have no idea. I don't know how much the value was. Let's, let's say one yeah, the average, average video game is 60 bucks. So, so 60, Alan, are we 50... talking about... US dollars. US dollars, yes. Right, so we're so, going to be roughly talking about, what, 45 quid? 40 something quid? like that, yeah. Okay. So let's say, let's say an average game price, give or take a few quid or something like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. How much do you think Bethesda burnt through their legal department on this? Mm. <laughs> Surely it did not value. Again, I, like... I can't imagine any lawyer going, you know what, I'll do this quid pro quo, right? I'll do this on, on set, it'll be fine. 60 quid? Yeah, I'll do it half that price. (laughs) I look at this and think to myself, this is setting precedent again. Do you think it's kind of like dick slapping? um, Who's got the biggest balls? No, I mean, what this does is, for those people that are that interested in uh, the direct purchase of The Evil Within 2, Mm. they've got two options, right? Now, let's let's say it's on the PlayStation Network and it's, um, let's say that it's cheap. Yeah. Yeah, So it's £20. Yeah. Uh, Ryan, let's just pretend that Ryan's here in the UK with us. We're a UK-based podcast, so therefore, we just go with quit. the fucking currency. Yeah. Let's say he's selling it for 40 quid. In mm. a cellophane wrapper, it's, I don't know, 10 quid less than he paid for it. People are interested. Yeah. Now, regardless of whether or not you are exposed to either, Bethesda are always going to want you to pay for the cheaper one through the official channel. Well, yeah, because they get the money directly. Because they get their cut. Whereas they've already received the money from Ryan's copy, and whatever money is made off of his resale, they will not see any profit from. Yeah. Now, if they set the precedent, the act... Precedent, not president. President. Yeah. (laughs) Maximum president. If they set the precedent that actually you cannot carry out the resale of any Bethesda item, any Bethesda IP, any Bethesda property. That's going to hurt the trading price. The trading it's trade. Gonna, it's going to hurt yeah. you know, trading in those games. It's going to hurt 
selling secondhand games, and it's going to hurt a lot of consumers that buy their games secondhand. Yeah. But what it is going to do is it's going to twist the arm of the consumer to buy through official channels, even at a lower rate, and put more money in the pocket of Bethesda. And I think that's what this relates to. Basically, because I can't see why else this would happen. Yeah, because it's a stupid... It's a it's a meagre amount, really, isn't it? It is. It's I mean, like, there are lots of people yeah. that advertise these games as brand new. I know. Well, Mint condition. Well, that's why, I, that's why the big push towards digital over physical. Yeah. Because if you... Because... Uh, Publishers and developers, they don't get cash from trading games. So yeah. you buy a game, 60 quid, you take it back to game, they give you three. Because that's the fucking what they do. <laughs> and again, I mean, I know this is something that was resolved, but do you remember when uh, Xbox massively fucking killed themselves on the E3 stage? They were oh. talking about sharing games and yeah. how much of a ball ache it was? Yeah. Like, if the video game industry killed off the trading and resale of games, it could potentially... In the long run, it will hurt itself in the short term, but in the long run, secure a lot more income for the developers and publishers that are pushing. Well, a lot of these developers do have incredibly short-sightedness. Uh, for example, they were, it's like the, uh, the, let's, the Let's Plays that go on, on YouTube. Yeah. At one stage, developers wanted to really control Let's Plays. Yeah. So they could only, you know, Let's Plays could only kind of like show positive things about their games. Yeah. So anything negative, you know, they couldn't do, they wanted to put a block on. Um, how you know? Back in back in the old school days, heck, we did it with Dragon Ball Fighter Z. Yeah. I brought the copy around. It's got a physical copy. We played it. You enjoyed it. You know, it's it's that sort of thing. That's how we usually, you know, word of mouth goes. No game is perfect. You look at it, something. Oh, that's quite cool. You oh, play yeah. it. You know, and sometimes actually, because of let's plays, the bad games sell because people want to you know experience how terrible yeah. it is I think was it Ride to Retribution which was one of like, the worst games Ride to Retribution yeah. 1% exactly but that got a major YouTube following a major hit and probably made its money back just on being so fucking awful fuck yeah I wouldn't be surprised if We Happy Few are like that yeah I mean We Happy Few looks like a good enough game that it'll never be the Ride to Retribution Fuck me, man. Ride, <laughs> get your teeth in there, mate. Get Ride your teeth to in. Retribution is a game within that industry, within the video game Ooh. industry, on par with The Room. Yeah. Within the film industry. Oh, so you know what I'm good, talking yeah. You know what film I'm we talking We know about. The Room. If you haven't seen The Room, just YouTube The Room's best bits, and I swear to God you'll be quoting that movie. It looks fucking awful, but that was the kind of mm. parallel that you had, whereas We Happy Few is, from the sounds of it, not a great game, not a terrible game. It's just somewhere in the middle. Buggy as shit at the moment. And the problem with okay games is that they get forgotten. Yeah. Mediocre games get proper forgotten. Yeah. Although, I think was it Jim Sterling said what we happy few need is a No Man's Sky me- next mega patch. Yeah. To proper fix the fuck out of it from the sounds oh, of it. That's such a waste. Of, it's not a waste of resources, sorry, but it's such a, an investment of resources. Oh, God, that's, yeah. that's manpower that's utility, that's coding time, that's that's um, actually marketing out these changes that you're making, that's QA, that's fucking quality testing, It's that's madness. Just get it right in the fucking first place. I mean, this game had, I think it was... Two... How can it be 2018 and you release a buggy-ass game? Well, they had something like two years from when Early Access was, because I remember, I remember following this, because... Um, I like following Jim Sterling's Jimquisition. He's does he does good stuff actually. That uh, 
that guy. That strange sounding <laughs> lard ass that he is. But, you know, thank God for him. Yeah. And um, he was doing like an early access version. He said, you know, it's quite good. I'm liking this. And that was like two years ago. And I can understand why he's got such a mad on for this game, because he actually did like it. I don't know. Um, but yeah, Bethesda, I don't seem to like video games at the moment, which is a shame, because I was really liking them for releasing the trailer for Doom Eternal. Yeah, this is it. They've got some great games coming out. You've got Doom Eternal, you've got Damn Fallout 76, you've got this game under the Elder Scrolls. Yeah. Undoubtedly, we're going to get more Elder Scrolls in the fucking long run we'll because it's another one of their big franchises. Well, let's be honest, whatever new console comes out next, yeah. Skyrim will be on that fucker. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Bethesda yeah. can't seem to get enough Skyrim. No, I know, I am. Um, <laughs> but no, Doom Eternal. I, I think they're trying to release Skyrim for my photo frames. Oh, I wouldn't be so. surprised it's going to come out on my iPad anytime soon. Yeah. And also for my Game Boy. Yeah, it might come out on my kettle. Yeah, it probably yeah. won't. But Doom Eternal, man. That's the fun type that of game I good. want. It's in a world which is just kind of like blitzed with serious shooters. I mean, we did go through a phase where if you want a first-person shooter, you better like fucking army because that's all you're going to yeah. get. If you don't like modern war, modern warfare or World War Two, fuck off. You're not going to be shooting yeah. anything. I mean, there were alternatives, but they did dominate. They don't. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Call of Duty, Battlefield. Those were your two big ones. Now we're doing. It's just. Bolster Wars fun. Yes, I think um, I was uh, listening to a listening to a let's play by um, Yahtzee Crocher and Gabriel Morton years ago yeah, when yeah, the yeah. first Doom came out, and Gabriel goes, you know, it started off nuts, and I thought it was going to calm down. It fucking didn't. It just ramped up insane, and that's what we need. We need more fun games. Admittedly, I I do like um, the idea of getting more fucking batshit crazy games. Yeah. I, I like games that aren't quite so grounded, but then you've got to remember that at the end of the day, a fucking PS4 is alone, 80 million units oh, fuck sold. Yeah. I mean, fucking Greg Miller probably owns fucking 5% of those bastards, <laughs> but do you know what I mean? Like, the, the point is, is that they have sold that many. If you think about then sales for the Switch, you think about sales for the Nintendo Wii U. Yeah. Because obviously that, well, that that life cycle ended partway into this current gen, and then the Switch came out. You think about the uh, Xbox One. Well, the Wii U didn't. We've do got a big install base of gamers. And well, the Wii U didn't do too well because no one knew what it was. No, that, no was, that was the because he always thought the Wii U was an add-on for the original Wii. The point but, was yeah. is that you you got a large variety yeah. of gamers. You've got a large install base of people that want to play games. Yeah. As much as we like wacky shit, not everyone does. No. I mean, I think I, I'm not smacking at this point. Like Alex has. A very uh, grounded taste. He loves his history. He loves his times. He loves his realism in his games. Yeah, and it makes perfect sense. Like he's, um, like I remember him playing. Uh, I think it was Medal of Honor. Yeah, and it was one of these that he really got into. He really loved playing because it took a huge aspect of of uh, history that he loved hearing about. You ever get that guy started in World War Two? He knows his shit. Yeah. And it just put him there. It put him in the middle of it. And it gave him an experience that no other medium could. So I get it. There, mm. is, a, there is a huge area for realism. But games are exactly that. They're games. Yeah. They're fun. At some point, we're going to have to stop calling them video ex uh, games and start calling them fucking computerized experiences. Because pretty soon, that's got to be a better fucking description than video game. Pretty much. We're going on to the huge um, mass appeal that games have now. 
We recently had Evo 2018. Yeah, tell me about that. <clears throat> Those of you who don't know what Evo 2018 is, basically every year there's a big fighting game competition that goes on. Um, it kind of died out a little bit because fighting games weren't such a, a big thing, but then it kind of skyrocketed one time with this, I think it's called something like Moment 37 or something like that. And basically, it was they were playing Street Fighter Third Strike. Right. And... Basically, two, two uh, Japanese players are going against each other. One's Ken, one's Chung Lee. Chung Lee releases her ultra, ultra combo. And in Street Fighter 3, you get to parry. But how you parry, you have to touch towards the character when they're about to hit you. So it's actually quite yeah. specific timing. This guy who played Ken parried Chung Lee's combo, which is 15 hits. So bop, 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 bop. Come back. It was like the most explosive and amazing moment in Evo, and that's what kind of raised up a bit. Yeah. Now Evo's come quite a big thing because they had Street Fighter Five, mm-hmm. which was won by a British player. Yeah. So booyah, British pride. Well called done. Problem, called Problem X. Real name, don't know. I think I'm probably the only when person... When you have an alias, why the fuck <laughs> do you need a real name? I think I'm the only person online who uses his real name. Yeah. But then again... My surname's Slinger, and people think that's a nickname. There we yeah. go. Um, I genuinely... I, there are a few people that do it. You're one of the key ones. People call me Broad. Yeah. My mum calls me Broad. <laughs> do you know what I mean? That is not my fucking name, and yet somehow it's just become it. Well, I don't know how it came Slinger, but there's, no more, there's only one Chris at our work, place yeah. of work. And uh, biggest, biggest pull was Dragon Ball Fighters. Mm. at uh, Evo, which got a quarter of a million views on Twitch for the finals. They had, um, they had Tekken 7 in there. They did well, Tekken 7, they? also uh, Smash Brothers Melee. Yeah. Melee? It's, one of the, it's one of the Smash Brothers games, I forget which one. But um, Guilty Gear. I was going to say, they, they had a number of yeah. big fighter games in, didn't they? Oh, yeah, they had like, something like 11,000 participants turn up for these things. Incredible. But that's the thing now. It's not so much saying you know what it's all about and all that sort of stuff, but the fact that Quarter of a million people tuned in to watch mm-hmm. the finals. Says how big these games are becoming. I mean, don't get me wrong; these yep. competitions have been around for a long time. So it's just like I think that like Overwatch its own competition. Yeah, Dota has its own competition, which I think Valve gave away some like three million dollar prize. Yeah, for Valve, that's like a piss in the water. You know, they got so much money. They don't. How far away are we from making this totally mainstream? No. Well, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. How many years? And I think we've got to think round numbers at this point. Mm. You know, 5, 10, 15, so on. I'll say 10. But how far away are we from seeing it where instead of, oh, I know, I'm going to put the TV in and watch the football streaming. I think probably about 10 years. Yeah. I I think even that's been a little bit heavy-handed. I I think once they get a streaming service down, five years. Because this is the thing now, because obviously people, when they play sports, you learn that from school. So we yes. all did PE classes. And part of me is kind of like thinking, how long is it going to be before we have something like a computer class in schools? Yeah. Where people kind of like have to like play Overwatch or Call of Duty or something like that to improve the dexterity. Because as, as a bit of a piss take, I like to watch YouTube adverts. So yeah. every time I fire up a video, I like to watch the adverts because they're usually so fucking terrible. Yeah. At the moment, there is one, a bloke called Alice Becker, who can make you money if you buy products and sell them expensive, like no every shit. other fucking business on the planet. What the 
Right, yeah. Okay. I know, brilliant, right. So when his adverts cropped the, up. The thing is, like, I want to I wanna go, I fucking dick it. The thing is, like, that's exactly how it works. That's so how every business I, works. I can't say he's wrong. No, he's, he's like, dick it. He's like, I got this spatula. I bought it well cheap. Walmart can sell it for $20. You could do the same thing. Like, yeah, that's that's called business, mate. Yeah. yeah. But one of the adverts that did crop up that kind of like made me raise an eyebrow was you can actually do courses mm. in Overwatch. Courses in Overwatch. You can learn how to become a better Overwatch player in four weeks on this course. Jesus Christ. You can become top tier player in four weeks. And part of me is thinking, is this actually going to be kind of like the future? Are we going to have like training camps now where... Okay. So, I mean, me and Samantha were having this conversation. Mm. That's an interesting point. Mm. You are talking about a structured educational course to make someone a better player in a, At a, in a recreational game. game. Yeah. Uh, which is Overwatch, yeah. but it could be whatever. But at what point do we take something like VR and start implementing that into our schools? True. So um, you look at, I think it's Assassin's Creed Origins. There's like a, I don't know, I, I haven't played it, but there's like a tourism mode where you can just look around ancient <laughs> of, Egypt. Of course there is. Do you know what I mean? You yeah. can just look around ancient Egypt and you I can, can I can see VR being used for educational purposes. Yes. Yeah, I mean we've got um, we've got people that have uh, difficulties with mobility, and yet VR is a way that we can enable these people to see different aspects of the world. Yeah. Not just different places, but different methods of doing things. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? VR is going to be probably like a huge step towards training the next set of astronauts and pilots. Well, and also doctors and surgeons. And absolutely. Yeah. I mean, so, but yeah, well, you know how people always say things like uh, going back to the esports, how kind of like it's such a nerdy thing and all that sort of stuff. Yeah, how like you watch that fucking nerd. Is it any nerdier than hardcore football fans who get Harry Kane tattooed on their thighs? Yeah, like and look at the number of people like oh fucking nerd that suddenly yeah. wear a Captain America shirt that are now wearing fucking Iron Man shirts. Yeah. Oh, I've got a Batman shirt. Why? It's for fucking nerds. Yes. Nerd oh, it's not nerdy. The fucking film's great. Exactly. exactly. <laughs> I mean, no, actually, the Batman, the most recent ones, not so much. But yeah. The just, point is, is that... That's about just to lead the bell. What was considered to be incredibly nerdy 10 years ago, I mean, fuck, I'm 30 now, so let's go back 15 years, mm. yeah? If I was sat... And I was found playing fucking Pokemon. Oh, you get your at shit school, smacked. I'd have the shit kicked out of me. Yeah. Now, you are in the minority if you're not walking around and you've got Pokemon Go on your phone. Yeah, that's It's true. incredible. And it really does bring out a different side of the culture. Yeah. So. See, so, yeah. I'm going on a completely different topic. Yeah? I think that's where Nintendo kind of like missed a trick a bit. Multi-massive online Pokemon. An MMO game. For Pokemon. An MMORPG for Pokemon. A Memorgamog. For Pokemon. It's a Memorpaga. It's a Memorgamog for Pokemon. That shit yeah. would print money. It would. Yeah. And don't get me wrong, we've got uh, Pokemon Let's Go Eevee and Let's Go Pikachu coming up this year. True, but still... We've got a mainstream thing coming up in yeah. 2019. Let's see what we get. But I still think it was like a massive online world, like, you know, World of Warcraft, World of Pokemon. Yeah. That shit would print money. Probably would. I don't and know. Also, probably corrupt a shitload of people as well and never leave yes. the house. But yeah, <laughs> unless of course they develop the switch to walk around the same way you do Pokemon Go. But I don't know. I think mm. it's. I think it's pretty interesting. I think there's 
things like Evo, eSports, VR, these are, whether we recognize them or not, little milestones in changing the way that we, as a society, portray video games. Yeah. Because these things are going to start bleeding into the more mainstream. They're going to change the way that we educate ourselves. They're going to change the way that we experience everyday life. I'm excited. I, I'm happy to think that maybe within my lifetime, I could maybe one day come home and find out that my kids have been at school. And, okay, so what did you do today? Oh, well, we, we took a, a trip to Paris. What the fuck? How did that happen? Well, we all put on these cheap-ass VR headsets, and they loaded up a pre-program, yeah. and we got to look around Paris. Okay, but just so Paris, just like as it is now? Oh, no, 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 no. In the Renaissance. In the Renaissance. Yeah. Fucking hell. That'd be a That's bo- amazing. That would be a fucking boss, that. Do you see what I mean? Yeah. Like That could be well within our lifetime. Fuck yeah. I mean, next in, in terms years, of it being like... cheap enough for schools, maybe it'll be my granted kids. I don't know. I think in 10, I think in 10 years, probably 10, 20... Definitely private schools. Yeah, yeah, but it's exciting. Oh, God, yeah. Definitely. Um, but let's move on to the last of our stories. Tell so me. So it's still a big game. It's still big numbers, but... Oh, we know which one this is. This is Fortnite, motherfuckers. Fortnite. This is where we get our rage on with one of the Fortnite people. Right, so I'm going to try and read this out as best I can. His quote, I, I don't like it a great deal, so forgive me if I, if I stumble over it. Tyler Ninja Blevins. <laughs> fucking dork. <laughs> Continue, yeah. sorry. Like you're called Slinger, I'm called Broad. I've never once called myself fucking Ninja. Can you imagine if we went something like, well, I know when I, in my time in China, I was called Bai Long, which is Chinese for White Dragon. All right. But that's mainly because I am like a fucking ghost. Yeah. So that kind of works. I didn't give myself that name. I I never once went online and said, call me Ninja. Still my PSN. Um, You're Rodney Broddle, aren't you? I am Rodney Broddle. Yeah. The reason for that was a work colleague was too drunk to try and pronounce my surname and it just came out as Rodney. <laughs> so uh, that's the origin. I've always wondered that. Which became a bit of a joke. And then one of the lifeguards uh, said, it sounds like a ridiculous fucking wrestler name. It's Craig, the Rodney Broddle. And it just yeah, kind of stuck. I could see that, yeah. I it, want... If we make it Mexican, you could so be in Mucha yeah. Libre. <laughs> so, um, yeah, not so much. But, I, I don't know, like, I've never... Fucking Ninja, whatever. Yeah, but Anyway, to, to Tyler, Ninja Tyler Ninja Blevins, who rose to fame playing video game Fortnite on the live video game streaming site Twitch, addressed backlash to his recent admission to Polygon that he doesn't stream with women. Now, this comes to us by time. Um... Not the concept, the magazine. Yeah. In the interview, Blevins states bluntly, I don't play with female gamers. If I have one conversation with one female streamer when we're playing with one another, and even if there's a hint of flirting, that is going to be taken and going to be put on every single video and be clickbait forever. End quote. Well, simple. Don't flirt, you dickhead. Mm. <laughs> Sorry, Casanova, just rail that back in. Blevins took to Twitter to clarify his statements, emphasising that his decision to keep his channel female gamer free is because he wants to prevent online harassment and gossip about his wife, Jessica J. Ghosty Blevins, who is also a streamer on Twitch. 
He says, whilst I understand some people have implied my views mean I have something against playing with women, I want to make clear the issue I'm addressing is online harassment and my attempt to minimise it from our life. End quote. Well, that's quite simple. When you play on okay. Twitch, you can kind of like block people from, you know, going yeah. on it, right? So when you go on Twitch, you can block people if they want to make comments. Blevins. So basically, if someone makes harassment, just block the shit out of yeah. them, right? Blevins later affirmed a few of his female counterparts, noting that he and his wife, quote, <laughs> are fans of all kinds streamers and gamers, end quote, and was, quote, forward sorry was looking quote forward to the opportunity to meet and play with all kinds of Fortnite players in the future tournaments and events end quote fuck the fuck <laughs> off <laughs> do you know what that last bit sounds like i'm not sexist i have female friends too yeah <laughs> i'm not racist so some of my best friends, friends are, are of color of of different nationalities and colour. It's like, oh, get a fucking rooted ninja. What a fucking ridiculous statement. Yeah. Like, I'm really worried if I have a conversation, someone will think that I'm flirting and oh. they may use it as ammo against me by my wife. If you're in such an insecure fucking relationship yeah. that you are worried that having a conversation with a female human being... Online. Will cause you've never actually your... meet anyone. Yeah, yeah, if that's going to cause for your relationship, your marriage, no less... To fall to pieces, you've got fucking problems, and they ain't female gamers. Or worse, you think you're that much of a stud that any time you play online with a girl, they're yeah. going to flirt with you. And Fuck off. Like, I, I'm no fucking prize pony to be taken home. Well, I don't know about that. This is a fucking 27-year-old playing Fortnite at tournament level by the name of fucking Ninja. You ain't stud. <laughs> and his first name is fucking Tyler. <laughs> To be fair, I don't think he had much of a choice in that matter. Well, he could change that. At it, least not to ninja, though. It just bothers the shit out of me that well, this is someone trying to justify... Not wanting not... to play with girls. Yeah. Yeah. That's crazy, right? That attitude is acceptable when you're five years old and on the playground. And girls are icky. Yeah, that makes sense. When I, mean, I, I have been told from scientific sources... That girls had cooties. Yeah, when you're. I still don't know what cooties are. I have no idea what cooties are either. I know that I've made it icky, right? to my thirties, and I've it's not afflicted me. Yeah, well, you've you're engaged. I so must be immune. Yeah, so either you have the cooties virus, which is dormant in your system, great, or you know, <laughs> you're cootie free. Great. But I always feel this is one of these things I've always not cooties, female gamers, how people sometimes have. A really negative opinion of them. I don't really get it because, um, well, the gaming market is quite male dominated. Mm -hmm. And let's be honest, boys like girls. And surely the opportunity to meet a girl who also has the same interests as you yeah. would be a huge buzz. If you, I mean, you can't be that angry nerd all the time. You kind of like, you know, sits in Starbucks looking at the barista. I wish you'd talk to me and then find out she doesn't have the same interests as you because I yeah. don't like that person why can't she like the same things I like already you got a connection you're playing Fortnite brilliant Yeah. you don't have to get in a relationship straight you can just be mates I've got tons of female friends it is ridiculous I, there's a manager at one of our other sites that plays Pokemon Go mm. and we will literally just call one another have a quick catch up <laughs> about work stuff and then have a 10 minute chat about Pokemon now, you fucking at nerd. no point <laughs> have I thought that this guy is attracted to me. At no point no. am I attracted to him. And at no point 
did I think that his other half was going to break up with him? Because Just because you're po- talking about Pokemon. We're talking about Pokemon. Oh yeah, what are you trying to poke? No, that's that's so, never been a fucking comment. Tell me if you picked up the slow poke yet. <laughs> Fuck. <laughs> Have you caught the slow poke? No? Yeah. Oh, well, when you come down to the park and we'll slow poke together, you know, it doesn't... <laughs> yeah, it doesn't work. No, it doesn't work. But, but I, this is it. I don't get it. Like, what kind of conversations do you suspect you're going to have while playing Fortnite? I don't. It's like um, PlayStation Access is Holly. She she still gets major backlash. Yeah. For being a female gamer or something like that. Oh. And I I literally just watched uh, Alana Pierce over at IGN. She's literally moving careers. It's not moving out of the career. She's moving elsewhere. And someone just put, "Yay! Now we can talk about games instead of looking at your tits." <laughs> Well, that's what you do. So and it's like, hang right, a second. Yeah. Like, so you like, don't get me wrong. Like, I'm sure they're lovely. But why is that your focus? I don't understand why that was the thing that you were bothered about. If you're going to IGN to learn about games, yeah. And she took to them, going like, I literally wear a top. You can't see anything. Like, I wear baggy stuff to make sure, but they're a part of me, and I can't help that. Yeah. And it's getting ridiculous. Like, it's 2018, guys. Fucking man up. Just, woman up, yeah. whatever in between, up. And just get over the fact that they're a fucking male, female, transgender, gay, lesbian, fucking everything in between yeah. gamers. It's it's a community. Because let's be honest, Holly from PlayStation Access, she's actually quite a cool little character. If you follow her online or watch her videos, yeah. she is quite amusing, quite quite funny. If... She, you know, gave into all this harassment that she gets online, and she does get quite a bit. Whether yeah. it's how she looks or how much makeup she wears, etc., etc., and thought, you know what, I can't deal with this. I'm off. Well, that's a loss to the community, isn't it? Really, mm. well, we're going to replace it with some other guy who's kind of like, yeah, really like saying, oh, thank God, there's no more chicks here. Now I can get back to Fortnite like real men. Yeah. <clears throat> you know, <laughs> I mean, don't get me wrong. Yeah. She um, she put something on her. Twitter feed the other day was what was it Secret Theatre? Yeah, she got herself all tattooed up with fake tattoos. Yeah, yeah. And she um, she put up House Capulet, so obviously it's a, a reference to Romeo and Juliet, mm. right? I didn't. Oh, of course, really, yeah, it's, yeah. It was Secret. Same we were doing Romeo and Juliet, the Baz Luhrmann movie. Yeah, yeah. And I kind of went right. Well, I don't really like the way that you look with all these fake tattoos. Mm. I get what you're doing. There's no more fucking story to this. So just. Carry scrolling on. Yeah. And that's all it takes. Yeah. Like, if I don't like something, I don't need to smash it down and break it down and troll someone and make them feel bad. I just fucking scroll on. Yeah. Because unless you're doing something, and this has happened, if you're doing something that I genuinely disagree with, if you're being a bit of a fucking dick, if you are being, uh, what's the word, where you've got the fucking blinders on the side. Oh, the blinders on, yeah. You know, if, if, you're, if you're a closed-minded individual that refuses to see things from other people's perspective at any point, I'm going to want to follow you. Very much. But yeah. that's only happened with one individual so far. That's, that's it. It's just... And we've been doing this since October, whatever, of last year. It's been quite a while, hasn't it? It's been good. Yeah. But, yeah. Get female gamers. Get all gamers. Yeah. Yeah. Don't again saying that we don't play online because we're shit. No. <laughs> but, but we're always happy to be friends with people. And to be honest, there is the odd game. Don't get me wrong. I haven't played Destiny in ages, but I'm going to uh, jump into Grand Theft Auto Online. Mm. Alex has not long picked up GTA 5. Nick's got a copy of it. 
So we said we were going to jump in, so we'll give you our PSNs at the end of the show. But that brings us to the end of the news. Okay, guys, so we've got to the part now where we're going to do our shout-out. Shout now, out. normally when we do this, we just focus on the one individual. However, recently we got a lot of love and we really upped our followers. And what we wanted to do was kind of give a shout out to all those individuals so we're going to put you up in the description we're going to make sure that you get your shouts we're going to make sure that you get your dues all right it's a massive want... shout out love today oh it is massively we've got eight individuals that we really want you to go and check out okay do that guy so from the top we've got at shingo platts at brew powder at psp2 roundup at run for kid at filmmaker5 at ragnarok4455 at underscore Delta Echo Echo underscore and at Frap Mocker. You guys recently have jumped on. You've made a real thing about being fucking nice to us, about liking the stuff that we put up there, about interacting with us when we say certain things and we give you replies and things like that. And you've really made that online community for us. So we just wanted to say thank you. Cheers, guys. So we owe you. We're just going to jump into a bit of a game. Yeah. Um, now, obviously, it's just me and Sling, so we figured we couldn't really do the quiz because that's effectively just nerdy mastermind, and we're not that good at it at the best of times anyway. I think I got some, like, three right last time, didn't I? Yeah, so... Three what, more than Alex. <laughs> <laughs> so what we're going to do instead... Oh, shit, we haven't told them what Alex is up to. What is Alex up to right now? I can't remember. Don't worry about it. We don't it. care. Um, <laughs> he's busy somewhere. He doesn't yeah. want to be it. Um, <laughs> what we're going to be up to this evening instead is... Sling is going to describe for me a character from a video game. It's a well-known video game. It's a well-known character. Yeah. But he's going to describe it fucking poorly. So I then have to try and guess, based off his bad description, who that character is. So, Sling, You ready for this? Yeah, let's have it. Okay. First character. So I've got three of these. Okay. First one. An illegal immigrant who's obsessed with destroying wildlife and overthrowing the current monarchy. Oh, shit. Yeah, think about it. An illegal immigrant. immigrant who's obsessed with destroying wildlife and overthrowing the current monarchy. Fuck. And this is one of the most well-known video game characters. Oh, is it? Yeah, this is a very famous one as well. Um, is there any more poor description that you can give me? He suffers from obesity, but also has incredible leg strength. Oh, fuck. Uh, shit, the bed, mate. Yeah, see, you tell you, you're going to kick yourself when you do this. I'm actually, I am. I thought of these descriptions when I was out for my run the other day. So this this is basically what it's like every time you and Alex do the quiz. Pretty much, yeah. Uh, I get can you. Can you feel it tickling in the back of your head? Yeah, fuck, man. So, right, it suffers from obesity, got massive fucking leg strength. Illegal immigrant. Illegal immigrant, destroys wildlife, yep. trying to overthrow... The ruling monarchy. The ruling monarchy. So it's the monarchy. So, oh, fuck. I've got no idea. <laughs> Do you want to... Yeah, put me out of my misery. Mario. Motherfucker! <laughs> you like that, don't you? <laughs> yeah, all right. Yeah, yeah. I, yeah. Illegal immigrant goes to mushroom land. I'm guessing there's no visa or anything like that, though. He just creeped in up a pipe. Yeah, just fucking snuck his way in. Yeah, destroys wildlife, jumps on the heads of Coopers the whole time, those little turtle yeah, things. fucking nomming mushrooms everywhere, fucking sets things on fire. Exactly. Overthrows the ruling monarchy, which is Bowser. Oh, King Cooper. yeah. Obese. He is a bit tubby. He is. But he can jump really high, so he's got to have incredible leg strength. He does. Yeah. Motherfucker. Oh, that's brilliant. Yeah. 
Ready for your next one? Not anymore, but go for it. <laughs> An eco-terrorist who pathologically destroys all advancements in technology. Uh, Sonic the Hedgehog. Yes. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> like that description. Yeah, I like yeah. that. I was going to say kleptomaniac as well, but I realise he doesn't actually steal the gold rings. Yeah. So I was trying to think of someone who's obsessed by jewellery for a moment. Okay. Last one I've got. You may find this one a little bit tricky because it's not as famous as the first two. These women in video games. Uh, <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> I have no idea. You want to give up? No. Uh, you can give it tickling. Uh, fuck. Give me five, five minutes. Five. Do you know what? <laughs> now that I've put a fucking time pressure on my head, I'm never going to get it. Do you, want, do you want to do the countdown for you as well? Do, 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 yeah, do, that's do, not going to help. What do we got? Chung Lee. Fucking Chung Lee. <laughs> yeah, that makes sense. Because in the storyline, she's a policewoman. Right. But it's a bit strange that she actually takes part in more street fights than prevents them. Right, yeah. that makes sense, yeah. Cool, that yeah. was pretty fun. Well, I actually got one more just off the top of my head. Okay. A cross-dressing hero who likes to rescue princesses. A cross-dressing hero that likes to rescue princesses. What, like a dude that dresses up as a woman and likes to rescue princesses? Pretty much. I mean, his outfit, if you looked at it, is slightly girly. Oh. It likes to rescue princesses. It's like a hobby, you know. Like a hobby. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, this is so hard. It's Link. You look at the original design. He's basically wearing a yeah, dress. I've seen that. <laughs> the little pink. Was it hair or hat that he, he had? He had a little... Had a little uh, Green hat, but a little green skirt on. Yeah. yeah. Fuck. Yeah, I'll give you that. Cool. That was fun. Yeah. Definitely going to do that a little bit more often. That's fun. Let us know how many you got in the comments. Yeah. And if you think you can think of any of its badly descriptions for video game characters, let us know as well. Yeah, honestly. If you just want to play this game with us, by all means, ping us an email. We'll ping you one back. You can message us on our Facebook page. You can also leave us a, tw a note on Twitter. Exactly, and we'll come back to you. Uh, if you want to follow us, we are at pixel... Wait, what the underscore. fuck are we? we oh, yeah, yeah pixel, pixel prep. underscore prep. Start again. Do it again for us. I'm, I know where we are. Yeah. We are at pixel underscore prep. Uh, we are pixel prep on Facebook. Come and follow the page. Honestly, it's loads of fun. Um, we do lots of shout-outs for different people. We also play online. You are... I'm Chris Slinger. Name? Chris Slinger? Yeah. You don't fuck about, do you? No, I don't. I told you I don't have... Uh... X going to give it to you yeah. or anything like that. And I am uh, V underscore Rodney. Which annoyed me. I realised last time we did this, I put V <laughs> underscore Rodney Broddle. I'm like, people that fucking search that, not that there are any. <laughs> They're going to find Brods. They're going to find someone else because that's not me. Oh, they might find Broddle facts. No, don't do that. <laughs> so yeah, that's our PSN. That's our Twitter. That's our Facebook. And that's our show. Yep. Oh, Brilliant. if you want to follow us on Twitter, I'm at Chris Slinger. And I you're at, at uh, Rodney Broddle. And if you go on my Twitter page, you'll see a moose the size of a fucking house. I'm not even joking. Yeah. Yeah. Is that the one where they were driving past and they saw the... Yeah, the moose. Man, that's fucking hell. I know, it's massive, ain't I it? I saw that and was like, fuck. Yeah, I was like, I had to do a double take of that. I thought, fuck, that cannot be that Honestly, big. Honestly, that floored me. I showed Samantha, she's just like, yeah, whatever, they're big. <laughs> like, Are you it's, serious? It's bigger than a fucking Jeep. Yeah, this is <laughs> it. Like, there was a Jeep reversing next to it. I'm just yeah. like, that thing's fucking huge. Yeah, that's something off Pacific Rim. Honestly. That's how big that fucker was. Anyway, that's the end of us. So it's goodbye from me. And goodbye from him. Right, take care, guys. Bye.
this is all on you, bro.